This is News Talk 980 CKNW. It's time to check in with Rick Forchak. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Jill. Good morning. We'll get right into it. And first, we are going in style. Yes, we are, although it's considered a remake of a 1979 version, Jill, with the same title, and that one starred George Burns, Art Carney, and Lee Strasberg. Other than the fact that it's about three older men who rob a bank, there's really very little similarity to the two movies. Excuse me. Now, this one, much better than the original, stars Morgan Freeman, Alan Arkin, and Michael Caine. They've been lifelong friends, and they live in the same Brooklyn neighborhood, having worked laboriously for the same steel company for decades. Retired and subsisting on their pensions from the company and on Social Security, they're getting by, but the bad news early on when they learn... Uh, that uh, the company is moving its operations to Vietnam, where labor is cheaper and taxes are less. That results in their pensions being frozen as the company goes through its transition. Then they find out soon enough that frozen means gone, and that their pensions will no longer be paid. The local bank where they are customers has bought the rights to the pension money, and it's reinvesting, leaving all of the employees out in the cold. Each man has a strong need for money. Morgan Freeman's character has kidney failure, and he needs a transplant he cannot afford. Kane's character has his divorced daughter and granddaughter living with him, and he's facing eviction from his home as the bank, his bank, is repossessing. And Arkin's character, he has his own problems, too. Well, they decide to pull a heist to take back $2 million plus, which they figure is the value of their pensions and their other assets, and that's where this film does its best work. The heist itself looks to be one thing, but it's actually another, and it leaves us feeling that they could have gotten away with it when the police and FBI close in. But wait, there's more. Uh, Anne Margaret, now age 76, plays a romantic interest, and director Zach Braff from Scrubs handles, handles his gifted cast with the respect it deserves. There are some funny moments along the way with interesting commentary on aging in today's society. I really like this movie, Jill. It's a 14A rating. It's called Going in Style. It's worth seeing in the theater. All right. Uh, a much different target audience uh, than our next film, which is Smurfs, The Lost Village. Yes, indeed. You know those animated movies that operate on many levels, appealing to adults with their more sophisticated themes that kids miss, but offering enough color, fun, and characters with kid appeal to keep everybody happy. You know those, Jill? (laughs) This is not one of them. Ah. Uh, Unfortunately, it's a little tough for adults to sit through this girl power-themed story where the little blue people learn that the legendary lost Smurfs may actually exist. The search is on, and soon Smurfette and her pals are on the case, looking to see if there are others just like them out there somewhere. Smurfette is voiced by Demi Lovato and spends much of the story trying to find her actual purpose in life trying to determine who she is as opposed to how others think of her, which is not a bad message at all. Uh, The animation is superb, and it'll keep the children engaged for the duration, but the one-dimensional story may leave parents, grandparents, aunts, and uncles wishing that something more would happen. Other voices are contributed by Mandy Patinkin, he's Papa Smurf, Rain Wilson is Gargamel, and Michelle Rodriguez. The rating is PG. Now, normally, Jill, a Smurf movie would be a G rating suitable for all family members. This one has some scatological and some relatively edgy humor. Uh, The kids think that stuff's funny. It's a PG rating, Smurf's The Lost Village. All right, and uh, another uh, different film as well, The Case for Christ. Yeah, very interesting. It's a faith-based offering for the Easter season, and this is the true story of journalism. Lee Strobel, award-winning legal editor of the Chicago Sun-Times, who was a staunch atheist and who was startled to learn that his wife had embraced Christianity after an episode in a restaurant where a child was saved from choking by a nurse who just happened to be there. 
Strobel's book on the events that led to his deciding to prove that his now born-again wife had been misled was published in 1998. So the setting for the movie is definitely from a pre-cell phone era when journalists used pagers and punched keys on actual typewriters. Now, Strobel is played by Mike Vogel. He was Barbie in Under the Dome, while his wife is played by Erica Christensen from Parenthood. He sets out using hardcore journalistic principles and techniques to prove her wrong. The story is laid out in an almost clinical fashion, but the result for Strobel is not what he expected, as he attempts to prove that the basic tenet of Christianity, the resurrection, never really happened. It also stars Faye Dunaway and Robert Forrester. For people of faith, this one is perfect, and for others, a pretty interesting investigative procedural. Rating is PG, that's a case for Christ. All right, we'll move on to the streaming services, Netflix. Netflix, source code, Jill, from 2011. I really like this movie. It's a very fine sci-fi film that I think did not get the notice that it deserved first time around. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is an army captain named Colt Stevens, or so he thought. One moment he's flying his helicopter on a mission in Afghanistan, and the next he is on a commuter train headed for downtown Chicago. The woman sitting across from him refers to him by a name as her colleague, a teacher named Sean Fentress. He determines, upon looking in a mirror, that he is indeed another person, and he's totally puzzled. Eight minutes later, as the train pulls into the station, a terrorist bomb explodes, destroying everything. And suddenly, he's the captain again, and he's in an experimental capsule in a research facility. Coulter learns that the explosion is to be followed by another, much more violent one, and that he is able to be sent into the body of another person on the train for eight minutes to determine what happened and who's responsible, and perhaps stop it. Minutes later, he's back on that train again. I like the concept. Michelle Monaghan also stars. The rating's 14A. It's a little confusing. You have to be a time travel kind of person. It's called Source Code. I liked it a lot. All right. We also have Warm Bodies. We do. This is from 2013, and since we've seen... Just about every conceivable permutation and combination of the walking dead, of zombies of all sorts, some that shuffle and some that run, it's a real treat to get a zombie movie that is different. Nicholas Holt is a zombie known only as R. When he sees a number of his confreres trapping a young woman in her car in a parking lot with just one thing in mind, and that's to put the chomp on her, he veers off in another direction and he saves her from the bloodthirsty hordes seems that not every zombie is contemned to do the shuffle forever, and he might be different. And there might be a cure. Teresa Palmer plays the girl Julie, and she warms up to R as it's clear that he likes her, not in a bloodthirsty way. She wants to take him home to meet her dad. He's played by John Malkovich. You can imagine how that goes. Uh, not terribly well. It's a dramatic sci-fi story with a comic twist, and it's good fun. It's a rating of 14A, and I quite like that one too, Joe. All right, and Crave has the Laramie Project. Yeah, this one's from 2002. Uh, in 1998, a young college student, openly gay and full of potential for a bright future, was found at death's door, tied to a split-rail fence in the chill of the night. He died six days later at the age of 21, having been beaten and tortured by two fellow students. A hate crime by definition, this movie is the story of what happened that night and what happened in subsequent days and weeks in Fort Collins, Colorado. An excellent cast plays out the story like a murder procedural, including Cameron Mannheim, who's gay herself, Laura Linney, Peter Fonda, and Francis Sternhagen. The good that came from this terrible story is the legislation that now exists nationwide in the states that punishes such crimes with dramatically more severity. The rating is 18A. It's the Laramie Project. Uh, it's an interesting slice of history, Jill. Okay. And uh, anything on television tonight? Well, speaking of history, 
uh, a series called Making History, yet another series focusing on time travel, which has not yet run into the early problem faced by time after time. That series was canceled last week after just four episodes. More of a sitcom than a drama, this half hour follows the adventures of Dan. He's a facilities manager at a small college in Massachusetts who discovers time travel. In the present, Dan is just another nerd, but back in the 18th century where he now lives part-time, he's the life of the party, and he has a girlfriend. What complicates things is that she is Paul Revere's daughter, and because of Dan's involvement with her, Paul doesn't get off on his famous ride to warn the colonists that the British are coming, and that could make for big changes in our present, where Dan also has to function daily. Now, this is the pilot episode. It aired March 1st, but didn't scare up much notice, so the network is trying it again. That's on Fox tonight, Joe, uh, right. making history. Pretty strange concept. Yeah, if you, if you like time travel, there you go. And I do. Uh, all right. Thank you, Rick. Good to chat with you. We'll talk to you next weekend. Thanks, Joe. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW. 911.